1: Four months later, my stomach is not what it used to be. My sleep schedule is still not back
2: to normal. I have uh, considerable fatigue. It's uh, quite debilitating. So I have to go back to bed two or three times just to keep my energy up.
0: I've been treated as COVID for 97 days. I'm pretty much in the throes of it. I have not gotten better yet. Some days I'm worse than I was, even at the beginning.
3: For many COVID-19 survivors, Their diagnosis was just the beginning. Since then, their lives have been turned upside down as unexpected symptoms continue to linger. They are known as long haulers. Many were young and healthy, but now weeks or months later, even getting out of bed is a struggle for some, and doctors don't know when or if they'll ever fully recover. In today's episode, we look at the long-term effects of COVID-19 and how it could upend your life. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus: Fact versus Fiction.
1: I was on a ventilator at the end of March. I came out of the hospital in in early April, and I just really didn't know that this would be something that would be with me now, going into August. It just stays with you in ways you'd never expected.
3: You might remember Michael Herbert from an earlier episode of the podcast. We first talked to him a few months ago about his recovery from COVID. We called him up again last week to see how he's feeling now.
1: You know, is this just my new normal for the rest of my life? Am I going to be tired for a long time? And are my lungs ever going to come all the way back?
3: And Herbert isn't the only one concerned about long-term symptoms.
1: There continue to be a lot of complications, everything from blood clots, seizures, Um, tremors, Um, I have a lot of neuropathy. I don't have control pretty much of the left side of my face and some issues with uh, memory loss.
3: 50-year-old Michael Regan had always been on the go, rock climbing, running, scuba diving, and then things suddenly changed.
1: On March 22nd, which was a Sunday, I woke up in the morning and I knew something was wrong. And I was unable to catch my breath. I went into the bathroom and I coughed up blood.
3: Regan ended up that same day at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City, which you'll remember was the epicenter of the U.S. coronavirus pandemic back in the spring.
1: You know, I remember seeing stretchers come in with lots of people, people gasping for breath, um, people who are not doing well. They were inundated.
3: His symptoms were dire.
1: You know, my blood pressure was out of control. It was 200 over 100 and something. My heart rate got as high as almost 200 beats a minute. And I was gasping for air. and my O2 sats were going down.
3: Fortunately, after five days, Regan began breathing more easily with the help of medication. He never went on a ventilator, but he did spend the next two months in and out of the hospital.
2: We realize that the patients don't really fall into the black and white, where some patients are sick and then they get healthy again, and then some patients are sick and then they die.
3: Dr. Zijin Chen is medical director of the Center for Post-COVID Care for the Mount Sinai Health System. It's a first of its kind in the country that's focusing on recovery. For the first several months, doctors were just trying to figure out this disease. But now the long-term effects are also proving mysterious.
2: It's very surprising, I think, for most people in the medical field that you have a viral infection that can last and last and last with all of these symptoms. We think of, you know, the common cold or influenza, where it affects you for days, if not weeks, but you eventually get better. For something like this to last months and months is really unheard of.
3: Some patients have told their doctors they experience difficulties breathing, nerve pain, or even memory loss and brain fog. The CDC estimates 35% of adults still don't feel back to normal even two to three weeks after testing positive and exhibiting symptoms.
2: So the symptoms, uh, they touch upon almost every body system, unfortunately. You have patients who, of course, have pulmonary symptoms, shortness of breath, difficulty um, breathing when they have exertion. But beyond that, you also have patients with persistent palpitations, You have patients with persistent chest pain, as well as uh, neurologically. You have patients with uh, chronic brain fog, difficulty concentration, as well as pain, numbness.
3: A small study of 143 Italian patients found that 87% of them reported having at least one lingering effect 60 days after the onset of their first symptom. But I wondered if there was any way to predict who would be more likely to have these sort of persistent symptoms?
2: I would presume that if you had a pre-existing condition, that the, uh, the infection with the virus can worsen that condition. But again, we're also seeing patients who were previously healthy, but their symptoms have also persisted throughout their illness and beyond.
3: It's truly a baffling mystery that Dr. Chen and patients around the world hope is soon solved.
2: What we're trying to do also is to learn about this more. And there are a lot of theories out there right now, but we need more studies to you know, prove these theories right. And that's going to be the first step to our understanding.
3: Michael Regan has volunteered his medical information to help doctors do their research.
1: What I hear from my doctors is that they are seeing these things, and not just myself, but in a lot of the patients. As one doctor told me, she said, This disease is a different animal. This is nothing like the flu. And I think bringing awareness to that not only helps other people who are suffering the same thing um, to keep from losing hope, but it also helps the doctors find a drug we can use to treat this successfully, a protocol in place to treat other people in the future who have this, and hopefully a cure.
3: Doctors and researchers are learning more about this virus every day and trying to improve our response to it. But the lesson from this latest pandemic mystery is clear. Not only must we take the virus seriously to stop cases now, but we also should not underestimate how it might affect us or our loved ones in the future. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.